What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. That time, the entrepreneurial web, the entrepreneurial hour. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before I introduce my guest today, the message for the week. This comes from somebody I listen to a lot. Are you familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk? Uh, uh, yeah, Gary yeah, v. Gary Vee. Gary Vee. Oh, sure. Listen to a lot right. of Gary Vee. And I, I think I've used this one before, but I'm using it again. It's so good. And he said, if you want to build the biggest building in town, don't worry about the size of everybody else's building. You're not going to get there by knocking other buildings down. Instead, sir, just focus on building the biggest building in town, one brick at a time. Another one that my martial arts instructor used to always say is, if you want to knock a tree down, don't think of coming in and knocking it down like you're going to take it down in one day. But if you came out and hit that tree five mm -hmm. times a day, eventually that tree will fall. So instead of knocking other trees down, think about how you can build your tree up and do it five little cracks at a true, time. True. With that, I'd like to introduce my guest. He's an old friend. He was also my head bartender back in, what was like? 2016. 2016. His name is Long. We knew him as Tor, but Tor. you, your, your birth name is... Is a Tornike Amiranashvili, yeah. And that's he, my full name. And he's from Savannah, Georgia. Savannah. It's right next to Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, Probably not, you know? No. no, I'm from Republic of Georgia. It's a small country in uh, Eastern Europe, uh, surrounded by Russia, our favorite, quote, Russia, and Turkey. <laughs> so, not Savannah, exactly. <laughs> But they got good beaches. Okay. We've got good. A good, great beaches. <laughs> I love to watch the, the guys that do the bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, weightlifting is a big, it's huge. Everything associated with weights in Georgia, it just... But also the guys that just do the calisthenics that do, they do like the muscle yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bars. For sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, that's really that's kind of... I've seen some great stuff. Uh, looks like a place I'd like to visit one It's day. very, like... Man, masculine country you know like you go there you see that a lot of people eat meat and everything is meat and everything is like big and people just don't understand when when i went there i i was uh, fasting for almost um month and i was not eating any meat and a lot of people unless it's a religious fasting people don't understand anything else but religious right. fasting. if i'm saying like i'm doing for purpose of cleansing myself you're like are you crazy why would you do that like why would you why would you not eat meat are you crazy and uh for some time then i was not eating red meat i was eating only chicken and it's like are you crazy well chicken is not a meat it's just a, it's just a fish <laughs> so that's kind of like uh, that ground fish <laughs> yeah it just just walks yeah. so yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool yeah. over there Sounds like a place I'd like to hang. Um, so tell everybody a little about yourself. You started, you were working here after you had a couple of your own startups. Correct, yes. Um, uh, and, and kind of in between degrees as well. So give us a little like chronology and background of where, where you came, I mean, we know where you came from, but business-wise. Yeah. Uh, so uh, starting a little bit before my startups, uh, it started with my job. So in 2013, I got this uh, really nice uh, internship in this uh, private equity company. And I was working there for about the one year and then everything went smooth and they just like, oh, we actually, we are opening a venture capital in New York City. And, uh, you know, why don't you join us? We have one startup that we're investing currently. Then we're going to be, we're going to basically promoting this startup and you're going to be working closely with the CEO of the startup and you're going to be basically doing everything, whatever is required as a representative. And basically they named me as a deputy CEO of the company. 2014, around the mid twenty. Uh, early 2015, and um, the uh, company was um, basically in educational technology. So what they were trying to do to bring 
American style education of uh, computer science courses to like Bangladesh, India, since it's like a fastest growing uh, industry right now and bring it to the countries where they don't have uh, maybe to do right now, but there, back then it was a huge opportunity of the growth. And there was the companies like uh, Coursera and uh, General Assembly, they were trying to fill in, but they were trying to focus in the United States market. Whereas like uh, we were trying to primarily focus there. So I started working in this company. I've gained really good experience and I've learned a lot of stuff along the way. We've launched successfully in India. It was not a huge success when I started because it still was in the startup stage, but we, we did some, we achieved some milestones. So we, we, we had pretty good results uh, based on our like sales and everything. But at some point I did realize that it was not right fit as an industry wise for me. And I was thinking too, maybe I need to figure out something on my own because I was feeling that all these constraints and all these, because the company of the startup was run by venture capitalists. So it was not the CEO was making decisions. Instead, venture this investor head yeah. guy was running everything, and he would call us in the middle of the night. And uh, he was from Luxembourg, and he saw some commercial, and oh, you should do this, and totally, totally uh, misunderstanding of the situation, what yeah. whatsoever. And like uh, one day he's calling. I saw in I was in India right now, and I saw this sneakers bar, and they're promoting. So if you buy this, you get free. Uh, video of whatever, why don't we do this similar pro- promotion for our educational videos? I was like, what's going on here? Well, and I was like, at the end of the, it was so like ambiguous and obscure. I was like, you know what? I'm out. And uh, I settled, like, I, I took my time to think about it. what I want to do, like, what I'm passionate. I certainly am passionate for startups, being not like, I don't understand the idea of being my own boss and like, uh, like a not doing anything, creating residual income. And I don't understand this notion. I don't understand because when people pursue this, it's stupid. I say to them, like, what's the reason of your pursuing startup? Oh, I want to build the well so I can retire. I was like, if you're trying to retire, go work 24-7 for 10 years, invest in whatever you want to invest, and just don't bother startup work with your stupid ideas, you they, know? They want to yeah, yeah. hang out on the beaches in Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. I know. Eating red meat, right? (laughs) Yeah, sounds perfect. (laughs) Perfect, right? But like, for what I've seen so far, like it never works out perfectly. Something comes along and it messes up everything. So, I I I took my time and I decided to just uh, concentrate on my own thinking. You know what I'm gonna do, like why I wanna do it, like and asking big questions. But remember this, Jeremiah. I've I'm in the beginning of my career. Not knowing nothing about but working one venture capital firm, you know. Yeah. So I'm being very clueless. What's the, what's going on? What I'm gonna do? And I have big ideas, you know, like great ideas, big ideas. And I spend nights of writing and rewriting and pivoting and doing models. And I say, oh my god, this is epiphany. This is next big thing. Google's gonna you're gonna be next, like second after this, and then. Like then next day you wake up, oh, it sucks. Let's start from all over again. And uh, the thing is, was that it, the idea comes to start something in the beginning of your career when you're just curious. Can you do it? And curiosity unveils this different path for you, you know? And when you unveil this path, then it leads to the dark forest. It never leads to anywhere else. Right. <laughs> it leads to the darkest, like the worst, 
like you know that there's like a, you know there's a, like a goblins and everybody like and it's worse it's just horrible like you know terrifying and you're standing like you open the door and it's like you're thinking sunshines and rainbows and instead you have this like total um total darkness and and you see the castle but you see the castle you know you see the castle you know you you, you know where you're going but right. you know you're optimistic you know whatever that's it's great imagery like the castle, uh, castle is there like the sun is only on the castle exactly. but the whole way up and then, like you know that the light is like like it's just a little bit twitching twitching but it's but you're, you're in front of the, the forest this is like one of those joe rogan shows where mosque and and they smoked a little before and i'm kidding we didn't smoke i don't smoke I don't, I don't <laughs> it was coffee. actually we don't just, do drugs <laughs> we just made a hundred and we are not a hundred we did uh 55 lunches for a uh, local middle school right before we're poor totally <laughs> can 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 verify that he was totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> So speaking of the castles and uh, and uh, I, I decided to pursue it, you know, whatever, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm young by the time I was 26 and I was thinking uh, I have nothing holds me uh, in this country, especially I've heard a lot of success stories. So immigrants coming to the country and succeeding. So I decided to pursue it. And uh, the project was uh, by the time I was in college, also studying uh, full time and uh, graduating the same year. And um, I decided to, what was the biggest problem? And I, I have no idea why I did pursue this idea, but it was, a, what was the biggest problem of um, students? The time management, I thought, yeah. which is not. Obviously, time management is the least of their problems as they think of uh, different stuff by the time. So I decided to build a model that will allow you to take all your syllabuses put inside of this model and it will allow you to see the visual of the month mm -hmm. of the month and a quarter and a visual of the entire semester. So since I was struggling to time manage, I'm a dyslexic and time management, I need to be very precise of doing everything. Otherwise I'm going to get lost and I need to do it very by structure. You have to have a structure, you know, and uh, what I'm what I did, I did this organize this model in, in Excel in the beginning and, uh, it worked for me, and I saw the potential of bringing this something, the problem I solved myself, bringing to the community, you know? And I'm seeing a lot of people running around with the syllabuses, cannot make sense out of it, and what's happening, and I'm doing my research and everything, but I decided to pursue it. And uh, I found this company, uh, outsourcing company, that were agreed to uh, give me some, uh, like, uh, potential... Um, do this project for me potentially and uh we agreed on certain money and uh basically when we send money and uh, they started working on the project it start delaying 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 because of when you do projects outsource and you do you don't see uh and the biggest problem with outsourcing is that your vision and their vision never yeah. match so whatever it is that you 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 wanted to like i've explained it perfectly in this piece of paper yeah, but we've read this way, like, and it's come kind of like, how, how could you read this like this? I was like, no, uh, it, and that was the biggest problem. But eventually, with the five months delay, we've launched the project. We set up, everything works perfectly, and, but who to sell it? How, how, how am I going to monetize it, you know? And I never thought about it, you marketing. know, because, marketing. because we'll have no marketing <laughs> plan, no nothing. No, I, I think that, oh, it's going to be build the community and they will come, build right. and they will come, you know? But, like, 
very optimistic, foolish but optimistic. Uh, and uh, I went uh, to all knocking all the doors in CUNY, SUNY, like top yeah. top people. You know, I'm saying like, listen, this is the the biggest thing ever. You know, this is this calendar application for your students that's going to integrate syllabuses to the entire monthly perspective. That's going to be biggest thing ever. And the, and uh, you should have seen the people who are sitting there like, uh, uh, pardon me, what, what, what? And I was like, oh, my God, who am I talking to? Like, these people are totally not understanding the notion of productivity problems because they are ten year people who are there for 60 years working the same position yeah. and this is the most comfort zone freaks. I mean, yeah. not in a bad way. Those are great people who aspire and challenge and teach people. But in terms of their knowledge and technology, how to integrate into the uh, the uh, educational daily process, is kind of like it's not their forte, let's say, right? Yeah. So uh, I've spent around six months knocking all the doors, trying to market it, you know, like try to understand like here and showing to investors and everybody. And I went to one, surprisingly speaking of Google, I went to one of the, conferences with google in the youtube office in, in west village and i spoke with one of the ceo guys of i don't remember he was a vp of something of marketing of youtube or whatever and i'm showing this and it's like yeah good luck marketing That's cool <laughs> and i was like oh my god yeah. this guy crushed me yeah. on the spot and i was kind of like sad because i saw potential in something and uh, it never worked. It worked for me, but it never worked for the, for the public. And you know, I was not able to scale it. I ended up shutting down the company, coming work here because I was in dead broke. Couldn't find any like uh, jobs in the industry because I didn't have like, they were like, oh, I did this project. Like, we yeah. don't care. If right. you're an entrepreneur, go pursue entrepreneurship. Why do we, why do you want to work in JP Morgan if you want to be an entrepreneur? Like you're not going to be happy. Clearly, Jeremiah, one guy, I went to this office and I sat with him. I showed him everything. And he's like, you know what? You're a great candidate. I swear to God, but you're not going to be happy here. You know why? Because As a, for a job, for the yeah. job, you're not going to be happy here. Like, yeah. I would love to hire you in a position that I cannot hire you right now, but I cannot hire you in a position I'm hiring right now because you're going to be miserable here. And uh, it's going to be just bad choice. And I think... You should never pursue a career in a big companies like Goldman Sachs or whatever because it's not you, you know? Yeah. It's your personality. It's you who is not fitable for that environment because you're going to be always miserable. And I thanked him. I said, like, I appreciate that, That's you know? Yeah. I th thank you, you know? It was, in, in, it was in Newark. I went to Newark. Who does that? From Brooklyn, right? I, I can tell you who broke my Brokeman <laughs> <laughs> will go everywhere. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few, everybody. Hang tight. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you? 
you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. everybody we're back you guys miss all the juice that was the best part of the show is always in the commercials yeah. <laughs> no i'm kidding but some good stuff does come down there so again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm your host jeremiah fox here with an old friend former head bartender we call him tor, tor. he's got a bunch of really other, long names he's got a bunch really of long names, names. <laughs> but, uh, i forgot to mention at the beginning of the show so tor uh he worked he worked here at, we're actually in della right now at my restaurant in brooklyn uh doing live interviews again which feels really great to not be on a uh, zoom call completely um this is still a zoom but uh but not you're not I'm not. I, I once interviewed a guy that literally was around the corner from me. I interviewed the lady across the street. Yeah. Nice. She was in her dining room. I was in my dining room. It was very odd. Um, so this feels good. But um, Tor is uh, he is the founder and CEO of Atrium Analytics, which services uh, the hospitality industry. He's also a co-founder of Baryard.co. Um, and he was talking on the last segment about getting his uh, his feet wet in the startup industry, particularly with the education app. Pursued that, worked for a company, and it started his own that way, um, and and took a step back. and And you had, I mean, you had plenty of experience before you came here. How did sure. how did you end up kind of in hospitality? Was it just like like me, like college kid needed, yeah. <laughs> needed no, money, like, needed food, needed drink? Yeah, <laughs> but I had a little bit different experience entering hospitality industry. Coming 2011 to the United States, 2012. I couldn't speak English properly. You know, it was a very tough time. And I immigrated here by accident in terms of like, I want a green card. You know, yeah. like it was a, we did like a, me and my friends, we just, uh, we, we did it out of fun and what it worked you, out. You lost oh, the bet. <laughs> I, I, I I'm, was the only one who won. And I never expected to come to the United States in my life. And that's how I was pursuing my life over, over the seas, you know, yeah. in Georgia. And uh, I won a green card. And then it was like an existential, existential uh, question. You know why I'm coming to the United States. You know what am I going to do there? And uh, when I came to the United States, the only industry who accepted me was yeah, hospitality, hospitality industry. Right. So I went to the catering company called uh, uh, Apogee Events in Tribeca, and I worked there for a busboy for two years. 
And uh, it was a very, very interesting two years of my life, like uh, understanding the new new words, like tray, like uh, grab some water, pour some water, red wine or white wine. But also all the, all the Mexican slang. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I never understood why people were listening to like, the Mexican music. Then I understood why they were listening to the music. So it was kind of like the only industry that actually accepted me. It taught me and fed me and gave me right. uh, payments to my house, to my rent. And it's kind of was, but I never thought of this. You know, I always understood hospitality industry for me is a plan B. Yeah. Because I always said plan A to be like there. But at the end of the day, it's... I mean, you know why you have a plan B, right? Exactly. <laughs> but the thing is that where my epiphany came into the where I actually started succeeding when I've decided, listen, this is a huge market. It's yeah. a two point, uh, 200 pre, I'm talking about right. pre, pre-March, pre whatever. Yeah. It's a $260 billion industry across the United States. And it employs more people than any other industry. It has an impact cultural and personal. And it's a psychology thing and everything. And why am I running away from it? Right. You know? Why am I not take this and make the best out of it? You know, maybe I'm the best because once somebody told me you never choose your industry, industry chooses you, you know, like, and there's some truth to that. Yes. I totally don't agree with it, but I totally right. don't, don't, don't agree. You know? <laughs> it's kind of, there's, there's both sides to it. Yeah. I agree with that. And so, and I've decided to just uh, become the best I can be in something that's going to help me to stay my feet on the ground. And at the same time, do project in the same industry, you know, when yeah. you're, because I was doing projects in different industries. That's why I was not be able to concentrate my will and power in the same industry because I was, I was doing technology business and, and stuff like blockchains and the And I, I've been in, 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 in hospitality industry and I was not able to concentrate neither on hospitality, neither blockchain and right. everything right. and the technology because it's kind of throws you off when you're, have a 40 plus hour work at the bar and you're doing like cocktails and people come to you and talk about, Oh my God, I had this problem. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I understand. And please, we're closing. You need to go. <laughs> you're like, I gotta go work. Okay, my, gotta go work on my blockchain. And I had like, no, like I had like legitimately for a year and a half after I left Della, I had literally like, for four or five hours sleep a day yeah. working on my project and so next big thing also and um you know like in like becoming like a truthful like the first project failed because i was not dedicated to it because i was not marketing it right i was not uh, thinking it true i was being reckless and well let, let's so let's back it up a little bit because this is what we were talking about on the okay. break so a couple of things he said in the in the first segment. One was, you know, you had this thing that was for students, yeah, but you were marketing it to administration, Teachers. correct? Right, which it's like that's like, uh, you know, you got customers that are correct. hungry, but you're like, you're, I need money. You know, you're going to doctors to correct. to try to or whatever. And then the other thing was uh, about marketing. Yeah. So you pump all your money into the product, and then if you don't. It's hard to be your own marketing team. And especially Absolutely. like before social media really exploded. Absolutely. That's really, really difficult. Like now it's much easier, I think. It, it's kind of like it's it's much noise, noisier yeah, yeah. right now. It's just like it's different. You know, you, right. you, you need to analyze the pinpoints right now. But it, because you, there are so many quote, quote, like 
uh, marketers right now that they're posting <laughs> 10,000 stuff that then your content might be lost right. in between. So, yeah, uh, coming back to them, why I was pursuing uh, the administration rather than students, first of all, uh, I was running out of uh, resources and I needed to, it was a better version and I need to, uh, I had an investor, he told me like, if you're going to have a client for this, I'll invest money for you. Yeah. And I'll give you $50,000 for this and I'll buy 20% of your company. It was, it was like really high. I was not ready to give him 20%, but I said, yes, we'll talk about when time comes, you know, and I was marketing to somebody to acquire a client, you know, right. to me, to be able to uh, have a, like, I was pursuing B2B business model rather than B2C, B2C right. but I never understood the notion of B2B in terms of educational part when there's just so many people who are not on the verge of being a technology adversaries and like super savvy and like it was my biggest mistake and marketing is kind of like i should have like what i would have done it differently sure i would have done it so much differently like with no community building a brand building something it just obscure to even think about it yeah. without uh, actually traction and everything and like I've, now I know all these agile structures and scrum and everything and project management and building this focus group and giving to try and it's a different story yeah. it would be a different story but I was a kid I was a kid out of like college who had so many like and like what I've realized back then that most people fail because of their super optimistic you know, and this is the worst, worst. I mean, I'm not saying you be totally pessimistic, but you have to find a balance. And actually, I was in, in, in a big conference and one of I asked this question because I was struggling myself to one of the guys who is actually hospitality, the, the CEO of uh, one of the uh, burger chains of New York that is operated in New York. I asked him, how you protect yourself, uh, your business from yourself? Meaning is that when you're, in there, like overthinking and so many information, like so much data is coming in, or changes and updates and everything. How you protect your business from yourself? And he said, like, oh, I, I, I don't know how to answer the question because I'm kind of like it's it's a weird question. But uh, like I I thought it was very ignorant, but I, I think that it was the most important question that I asked myself that day. That's a great question. I another quote I use often on the show. I think. It was Simon Sinek, but it might have been another business personality who I heard said this, but he was talking about business fatalities. Yeah. And he said, the majority of business fatalities are a result of suicide, not homicide. Oh, yes. Meaning oh, yes. it wasn't like somebody else. Going, 100%. Going back to like my quote at the beginning, yeah. like don't try to take the other buildings down. I've heard the quote too. I, uh, yes. You know, it's, yeah. it's about you not having the will For anymore. Sure. And a lot of that comes from being overly optimistic at first. And when it's not like when you're not on the beach yeah. in Georgia within like a few months drinking wine, then you're like, oh, fuck this, man. Like yeah. this isn't worth it. And you put all this time in and it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't really work that way. You have to be I think it, optimism is key for sure. Like you have to have a very, very positive internal dialogue, but you also have to be realistic. You have to be empathetic. You have to like know you're going to get knocked around. It's not about 
not falling. It's about getting back up. That's a very, very powerful statement, you know, like because because you're gonna fall. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is no way like, publicly. <laughs> if, even even if like when like like I believe in everything is interconnected and everything is an example of everything. Yeah. When we grow up, we don't start running or walking. We start to crawl and. We, 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 we fall so many times as a kids and you should always compare everything you start as you being a kid in that industry. Like you know? skin knees. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. Absolutely. And that's why it's important to have a mentor also. You know, somebody who can, oh, you can ask critical questions or he can ask or she yeah. can ask uh, critical questions to you. What you're doing, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. But like in terms of like uh, failure, I think that there is no business that's successful. Uh, there is no business leader who achieved something without being total, total not, like failure at some point of like their life. Like every really successful yeah. CEO has had to have publicly like Absolutely. fallen on their face. Because otherwise, like you don't, adversity is the best teacher. Absolutely. I had this discussion with a friend and it was just like, you have to, it was when we were closing one of our places and it just, it sucked, you know, yeah. and it was I so public and it's just like, Fuck, man. And she just said to me, like, how many, like, super successful CEOs and business personalities do yeah. you think never fail? Like, that zero. It's like, just like, it happens. Unless you inherit a lot of money, then you can go to Georgia directly. No, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case. All right. We ain't going to go to Georgia just yet, but we are going to take them. That's the, that's the, our castle, you know, at the bridges. There's a great book by Ray Dalio called Principles. Uh, One of the best reads I've had so far, like in terms of like for the uh, understanding of the world of business, in terms of like seeing, uh, but never settling, you always have to keep repeating, you know, again, climbing and growing. All right. We're going to take another break. Hang tight. We'll be back in just a few. Everybody listening to Entrepreneurial Web. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. 
Welcome back, everybody, once again. Fire on the break. Fire! Man, it was crazy. Here with my boy, Tor, former head bartender, now CEO and founder of Atrium Analytics, which is hospitality, uh, B2B service, and also baryard.co. Uh, we're talking about on the break uh, and before adversity, how failure can be one of the biggest teachers and complacency. Yeah, how complacency. that can be one of like the biggest killers where we both hear a lot and, and you hear personalities like Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. talking about too, like all of these people that want to hit it really hard, young, make a bunch of money yeah. and go spend their rest of their life on the beach drinking and like what it's like we both we were agreeing that Every time we get to the beach, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Okay, no. can we go back now? Yeah, go like, I'm good. Like two days in Fire Island, and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go yeah. back. I'm ready. I'm ready to get back in the fire. And then, like that complacency, whatever. What was it that you said? It was Ray Dalio. Like once you get, I mean, you, you always says, have to. There, there should be now no certain uh, like uh, apex you fall. You know, right. when you reach, you always have to see. There should be endless process of new ideas of thinking and where I can go farther. Because right. as long as it, if you reach something and you think that's it, you're settling. And, and the whole notion of being a startup and being an entrepreneurial person is to never settle. Never. It's that completely goes against your idea, you know? Like, and if you're, if you're thinking of settling, don't do startups. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> right. Don't waste any people's money. Don't waste your money. Right. Just to put into all- like IRL or whatever. Like, I don't know, S&P 500. And just live life and leave us alone. Just ma- <laughs> <laughs> leave us alone. Leave it to the real motherfuckers to get this no, done. No, no, like I'm, I'm being serious, you know? I, I agree. I, I, the I agree. thing is that I've seen so many people are doing so many projects out of only because it's cool to be a startup yeah, yeah. that it just like it just throws away bad 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 uh, reputation for us sure. you know we, we've been perceived as the jobless well, people it's you just know like uh, so it's you're like, unemployed right? right you work in the restaurant but no i'm actually i'm actually pretty like i'm busy a lot of times yeah maybe i'm not waking up six in the morning but i go to the to bed like seven in the morning because yeah. i've been working all night on right. something you know right no, I think it's the same like restaurants. Like yeah. so much saturation of just like garbage, and it makes like then just stock. Oh, everything tell me about down, that. and it's just like, yo, man, just stop. Like, and I mean, it's unfortunate the way this played out, but like a lot of the bad ones are just gone. And one hundred percent. What we saw, you know, recently is like it, 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 it was the same with startups. Yeah. It was the same with all these like yeah digital marketers. Oh <laughs> my know? god! Like anybody that wasn't like. 100% committed Correct. Like the real deal and like even more than that like yeah. 110 120 150 committed like you're not going to go through that kind of adversity like there was there was no substance you know there was no passion yeah. like when they I mean, no backbone yeah. there. like no passion or no backbone uh, funny you started talking about that uh, about the industry hospitality especially that we both are operating uh like when i started my like fully immersing myself with hospitality industry understanding what I did, I listed the entire New York market. So I sat down and I listed every single restaurant there is in New oh York boy. City. It spent, and uh, me and my partner who worked with me, uh, uh, gathering and shaving the internet to get the data. Yeah. So to understand where is the market, like who, how many Italian restaurants are there, you know, like how many. So tell like, everybody exactly what Atrium does. Atrium does basically at, at the most, like uh, the biggest activity in our job is to help businesses uh, promote themselves through social media. But it's not like 
bland social media posts. We're right. sending a, like a, a photographer and he takes picture and then we post it. We build a strategy. You know, we come to the place, we talk to the owners or management, and we listen to them. It's not like we're like doing through Photoshop, few pictures and few like emojis and stuff. No, it's a different. We we do very target. We do send message. You know, I believe in power of information, right information at the time. And if you align the structure plus design and plus the message to the social media content. You'll be able to make a build a uh, very good connection to the audience, since because a restaurant industry is all about decision making of the people who are yeah. trying to find where to go, and when in the process there's a few research steps because back then it was like oh Yelp has this 4.7 it's the best place ever but no 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 now 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 it's different yeah social like because people are becoming more technology savvy. They check Yelp first or Google or whatever, find a place because somebody recommend. Then they go to social media to see if there's an activity there. Because if you think about the place, a lot of things can determine its uh, current rate or current score, let's say. No rating, but if you take, uh, how can you rate Della, you know? Like you can rate Della for many reasons. You can take their menu. I can take a menu of Della and say if it's a good place or not. Because if I'm seeing you have 47 items, you totally screw up because you cannot sustain this small place with the 47 items yeah. because you're going to have a lot of perishables, a lot of waste. Otherwise, it's going to be frozen everything or it's not going to be fresh. So it's a kind of like one thing because I've been in the industry a long time and I know a lot of stuff about the industry. So with what we did, we did similar with the social media. You know, the main selling point is that this is what people see. And when you're like in, in between you're trying to like promote your something, you have to send a message, message to your customers who are trying to find you. Mm-hmm. And that message, it's not post on Instagram. It should be a strategy. It should be a consistency. It should right. be beautiful. It should be flawless. It should be same tone, same colors, same textures. You know, you cannot post green, you red in the same post because it becomes... That are not attractive. It's a lot of science in it. Fucking it all up. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of science of human behavior. What see, what they see, how they see, how they perceive yeah. it. You know. And the thing is that uh, there is our, our how our brain works is that we perceive the certain colors and we associate certain colors with certain activities. You know, if you're gonna post a lot of brownish like this kind of environment it's more like a rustic and it's like it gives a certain vibe and if, if you're serving this kind of environment something like like upscale french cuisine it kind of doesn't make yeah. sense you know it, and it should be connected because right. a lot of industry uh, leaders are not uh, paying attention to the new media new media outlets which are extremely important right and uh what we do, basically, we do strategy analytics for social media. It's, and we, of course, we, we what it is that it's in terms of, first, we can give you draft and you can do it yourself. But we also say, like, listen, we can do it Maybe for you. Service. Yeah, we have we have uh, photographers. We have people who know this stuff. You know, they're going to come one day, two days, three days, a month, and they're going to take pictures. And it's not going to be pictures that taken on a shaky iPhone. It's going to be a Leica, like, top-notch phone, uh, the camera, it's going to be extremely well, like really good quality, and it's going to give you edge, you know? Right. That's kind of like, Definitely. and it's going to, like, we, we're going to give you purpose to 
focus on your thing more and let us do this for you right. you know and when you uh when you show I, I always showcase my previous work and uh i uh we've done some incredible jobs increasing the followership from 300 to 2000 in a matter of not buying uh stuff you know not advertising but only by giving the good stuff to right. the people people follow interests People follow stories, but they don't follow pictures. Right. You know? That's the truth, you know? Yeah. And so you said a couple of things, and you mentioned it earlier in the show, where that moment where you realize, like, you weren't yeah. marketing or you weren't connecting. Yeah. And and you also just kind of mentioned it a minute ago, how using social media to find the right people. Yeah. Because, like, as a restaurant, you're like, oh, I serve food. Yeah. Everybody eats food, right? That doesn't mean everybody's going to, everybody is not your potential client or mm -hmm. customer just because they eat. Like you connect Absolutely. with people. And I remember realizing that I would like, I, me I remember realizing that I had wasted three years yeah. trying to connect with the wrong people, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> another good one is stop trying to convince a no to be a yes. Yeah. Just find more yeses. Yeah. Like they're out there. Yeah. And especially with the, the avenues we have available. And I just remember the time, that moment. Like, I remember where I was at and what I was doing when it hit me. And, like, it made me oh, sick. That's very personal. It nice. made me fucking sick to my stomach. I was just, like, nauseous. I was just like, yeah. God, I wasted so much fucking time. And But then it was just, like, that passed after a few minutes. I was like, okay, now it's time to get started. Yeah. And, it, and it really did work. I mean, but it wasn't like... think about this. It might never have ever occurred to you. Right. So, I'm, I, I totally... Like I, I feel your like view because right. I've been in the same position. No, when you said it, I knew you and, knew exactly that moment, yeah. like that I was talking about. Yeah, I knew you you had it too, and it, it fucking sucks, but it, it's better to but realize it's great. it. It, 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 it is. It's, it's it great. Is. It's it's a precious moment, you know. Because um, nowadays people don't die from polio by the age of forty; they live longer. So we can explore stuff beyond forty because. Back then, you had to be settled 40 years and you have to have a retirement plan and everything. Now you can explore, make mistakes till 60, 70. Yeah, Why yeah. not? Because the thing is that the world is changing, like especially technology accelerated change so fast because the, the change we're seeing today and change was, let's say, from 1910 to 1920 and today what we have from 10 to 20. Like, yeah. It's going to be like, several exponential growth in a, like in an inimaginable way you know how many things change for the past 10 years like the past three uh, past three the yeah past absolutely <laughs> absolutely that's an outlier yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what i think is just um change it's always an aha moment yeah and it's good yeah. Doesn't matter when. It might feel funny for a minute. Yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> you know, because the, the greatest ideas are simplest ones. Yeah. They're not oh, because like you know what I tell to people who I work with or uh who I uh socialize or spend my time with, you know what's the biggest problem of humanity? Overthinking, you know? Be simpler, be easier, you know? You because you start overthinking, everything goes to hell. Everything goes to like you becoming this stuck up person who is hard to connect, hard to understand because it's constantly living in a world of overthinking and thoughts of different people's thoughts. And it's kind of like that's what screws up a lot of stuff. And it, and it skips over. It, I think there's not enough emphasis put on the basics. Absolutely. Like, masters love the basics. And if you really want to get to that point yeah. where you're the guy that has the option yeah. to go hang out on the beach yeah. in Georgia, 
you better be a fucking master. Absolutely. You know, like you're not going to get Absolutely. there by skipping steps and by being like all fancy and over and thinking things like you have to like dredge in the mud. Oh and, my like, God. Really no, 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 not dredge. You have to understand the mud in a consistency <laughs> level. You know, when you're, when you know mud better than mud itself. You have this. to taste the Taste, mud. of course. If you if you don't know taste by mud, mud by taste. Sorry, my English. You, you have to like mud. It becomes you, and you become yeah. mud, and then you rise from it. It's like Batman from Dark Knight yeah. Rises. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take one more quick break. Hang tight. We'll check back with you in just a minute. Peace. Peace. It's great. Talking alternative radio, twenty-four hours a day. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So Now You Know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com everybody you we're back once again you're listening to the entrepreneurial web i'm here with the founder and ceo of atrium analytics which is a uh is a social media service for the hospitality industries also co-founder of barriard.co what, what's that all about and what's what's the story with the you're doing some, some yes zoom, so basically zoom thing here y- next week yes uh seems like i've been uh integrating my life uh in the hospitality industry barriard is basically an upscale cocktail uh, catering service. For I have a few companies who I work with, and they constantly uh, I do events. And the last year we did almost sixty events for this. Nice. And right. it was like a uh, I have a few great bartenders who I know. I'm more like a person who uh, like uh, communicates and mm-hmm. settles the deals and talks and everything rather than actually doing bartending jobs. But nowadays everything changed. And <laughs> listen. I've been a bartender for like the last hundred years. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, the thing is that uh, um, uh, everything is so changing that either you adopt or you die, yeah. because this will kill like so, so, many. Many. so many. And this is funny. You said previously uh, one thing is true. Know that uh, in the industry, 
that people like yourself will survive because you dedicate to this a lot of time and work. I've been working in this industry for a long time and I'm seeing the pattern. Pattern is very simple. People who work and dedicate their life into the working in this environment, they will survive and who want to do it. But people who open the restaurant because of have a lifestyle and right. just go there, maybe even manage it daily, but it's not there actually contributing to it in terms of like, it's it's not like you're going and starting a host, host stand and just welcoming the customers and sitting them down. And it's it's more than that. It should be It should be like integration of your existence to this you know and this is what i see the my uh, uh we used to serve like almost like a 20 20 restaurants in terms of like uh, whatever we had the customer base but nowadays like uh it's all gone yeah. it's all gone because what, what, what we're seeing uh, there's a lot of corporate and half of them are closed permanently half of them are they're trying to yeah. oh my god yeah and um the customers uh, of their, their customers are afraid of everything now. And since the owners are not dedicating to this, they cannot survive because they have too much spending, too much overhead, too much people to hire, too much people to pay. And because they're not willing to dedicate themselves to the industry, they're dedicating their money to the people who don't want to be there, but it's just a job for them, you know? And it's kind of like, weird thing in the industry but it's always going to be like this it's going to be two years of horrible times for the industry but it's going to be different after two years but you can, we're going to have some great restaurants going out of business for some time but there's going to be different restaurants. we're going to see ah. there's going to be a total renaissance in a lot of these 100 100 because it's going to be the people that really were legit will yeah. survive and then the next hungry generation and it'll be easier because I got a I got a uh, offer yesterday for yeah. a spot like prime time Broadway yeah. in the middle of the city, yeah. three thousand square feet, huge, two hundred dollars. No, no, it was eleven grand a month, yeah. and I was like, I mean, that's still a lot. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't take it, but I was like, that shit would have been yeah. forty, fifty, easy, 60, easy, easy, six months ago. Like, easy, and uh, those prices are going to continue to fall, and hungry motherfuckers are going to yeah. come in. That 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 want to be legit, that want to prove themselves, that have, they're like so passionate and, and they're going to crush it. I, I, I totally support the thesis. I think, <laughs> I think, I think it's going to be very... I have a thesis now. Thesis. <laughs> I, I mean, in terms of like, there's a notion that uh, New York is dead, right? Bullshit. But, I mean, there, it still has the right to exist. I can say that because there's a statistical chances of it being both being true right but what i can right say, now the dead things are dead the dead thing like the things that were dying they're yeah, dead what i what i think that in terms of what this thesis for me says that it's going to bring a lot of corporate restaurants to new york i mean and, those are the ones that are leaving though. exactly right and, and to me that's not like no 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 uh, what, what i think what i see right now corporate restaurants who are heavy with money right now, they're going to be able yeah. to occupy those spaces right. you said and right that, now. And that'll that, always be in the mix. They're, yeah. they're not going away completely. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I totally understand that. But for some time, I think it's going to be something. But totally, we're going to be experiencing, we're going to experience a renaissance in the next few years. I've had uh, this very uh, interesting conversation a few months ago with this one uh, big hedge fund manager. And he said to me one thing, these guys are all managing like 50 different portfolios in like 30 different industries right. uh, from education to hospitality. And uh, one thing he said to me that 
I went through everything. I went through 9-11. I went through dot-com boom. I went through mortgage crisis, financial crisis, nothing close to whatever it is right now. Yeah. Because stock market right now is high in terms of big top companies because they're consult, they have heavy on uh, cash flow and they can survive because, and the people see and they pour money in there. But if you will take a stock market of the small companies, actually, uh, Bill Ackman was talking about that, um, that uh, Pershing Square Capital guy, he was talking about this, that if you take a uh, like index for the small businesses, that will be like 80% gone. Yeah. Where you have a stock market of the big businesses is like Tesla is a tenfold. It. And it, for some, like for me, it's a bubble. Yeah. And it's a certain bubble because it's a people or uh, like they put too much trust in the companies who they don't know. Oh, they have great, great product. But how do you know? You don't even drive Tesla. You know, you don't even know what Tesla is, you know, you know, oh, they're, because they're building a factory in, in summer in China. I mean, it's because the CEO be smoking uh, weed yeah, on Joe Rogan. But I, I, t- I told him one thing. God, uh, it's not. Like, imagine CEO of Tesla, Elon Musk, being removed tomorrow from the right. company. What's going to be the value of? Because at that, at that point, uh, uh, Tesla's uh, value at least two hundred fifty billion dollars out of all five hundred billion, whatever it's worth right now, is worth Elon Musk. Yeah, and faith. In one person, it is. I don't believe that people should be assigning so much faith to people, to the single individuals. Yeah. Jeff Bezos is a great entrepreneur, but you should not put all your faith in him, you know, because it's not smart. You have to be vigilant. It doesn't matter if propositions. Jeffrey Epstein or whatever, he was a great guy before everything came out, you know. Everybody thought that he was a great guy before everything. <laughs> Uh, everything actually be revealed who he was right. and this is what scares me in terms of these business leaders because we don't know so much stuff about them and we're putting so much faith in them i think that there should be not idea of entitlement that since you created this company you should be always praised as a great leader because leadership and success is not defined by one uh, achievement is defined by a series of endless achievements. And if you will sustain your achievement and success till the end of your days, I can praise you, you know? I can talk about it. You say, I said, you know, there was a stand-up guy. He created this company, A, but I, I can only name a few, few people in the business world who I can say they live up to the hype. And Warren Buffett is one of them, I think. I would, I would totally. But it say. goes back to what we said at the beginning about like wanting to cash in your chips quick yeah. and get on the beach. Like, yeah, people are doing that with with people and ideologies as well, yeah. without really vetting them and like going through and, yeah. and seeing like what you know. It just doesn't work. Out. Robin Hooders, you know, these people who are investing money. I always like find myself in the in the middle of the conversation. Millennials, you know, they're I'm millennial too, but I, I completely don't feel myself as a millennial. You know, maybe I'm a little bit more conservative about that. But when I talk to them, I like a lot of my friends who are like a little bit in the, like on the edge. They're starting investing, becoming like day traders. And like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, you don't know this. It's business. a little fun. You want to yeah. go on the side. I, I like- put like five thousand dollars in it, and I, I I trade day and night, and it's like, it's not right, you know, because you are people like you're pumping up the market, and they're market crushes, and who is the fault? You guys. Yeah. We're going to have to wrap it up. Where can people uh, find out about your companies and if uh, wants so to get in contact with you? Where, my contact you LinkedIn is the best case. My Instagram is going to be posted in Jeremiah's. It's toramiran.com. Uh, Tor 
Bayardco at trumanalytics.com. That's the my uh, like where you can find me, and that's about it. You have website, so yes, Bayardco and trumanalytics.com. Well, thanks, man. Thanks Absolutely. It's great to see you again. Likewise. Like always. This up and we'll, I'll see you next week. For sure. We'll do this thing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do a little, little secret thing here. At the secret thing. All right. Thank you all for listening. Check you out next week. I got another startup guy coming on also, food industry. Uh, he's the uh, one of the founders of... Uh, What's the name of the company? Something zero. It's, uh, it's zero sorry. to one. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> it's it's like a zero carbon footprint to make oh, containers. Nice. They're they're like famous. They yeah. World Health Organization did a thing online. Well, check my social media. You'll yeah. get it. You'll get it. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This is Gashpinary Web. Peace. Take care. <laughs>ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you a curious person always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 